Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Well, there it is. Snare drum time, as I like to say, means score North Gopher Show time. Thank you for finding this edition, whether it be via Apple or Spotify or that free Score North mobile app. We certainly appreciate you finding this show. Very appreciative of Mr. Phil Mackey making time for us on this edition. I'm ready to burn it all down. I, you know what? I'm here to burn it all down. After last night, maybe not a bad time to do so. Gophers fall to Indiana by a final score of 68-56 to in their latest effort. Effort was uh, lethargic, to say the least. We don't need to spend a ton of time breaking down the game. I'd actually just like to spend most of our time together, Phil, just doing an honest assessment of where the Gopher program is now almost seven full years into the Richard Pitino era. And at this point, Phil, fairly fair to assume this year's not going to end in an NCAA tournament berth unless this regular season ends with a Big Ten tournament victory. Yeah, or they. I think the other way would be if they were to like win out here and what do they got, five games left on their schedule here? They're six and nine in conference. Um, I think they would have to finish... If they could finish... 10 and 10 in conference or 11 and 9 running the table which isn't going to happen. I don't think you have to win the Big 10 tournament cuz cuz if you look all of their analytics and all of their measurements and if you look at the Ken Palm like their schedule strength and some quality wins have kept them in this thing when their record otherwise wouldn't. Most teams that are 12 and 12 and or 12 and 13 and 6 and 9 in conference would not even be in the conversation at all. And I think This is a good time to have a big-picture discussion about the state of the program. I have been a big-time Richard Pitino guy for seven years. And Pitino and I, I co-hosted his coaches show when we used to have go-for basketball rights on AM 1500 here. And I, I think you can say two things about Pitino. He has given Gopher fans three really exciting quality seasons in his tenure here. Winning the NIT in his first year with a bunch of transfer players because Tubby Smith left the cupboards bare, that was a good season. Going 24-10 and 10 in 2016-17 and getting to the NCAA tournament, finishing fourth in conference, that was a good season. That They were a five-seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, a couple years ago, 22-14, and 14, getting back to the NCAA tournament, that's a good season. And I think, I think those... Those are the seasons that you'd like to see on a more regular basis here as a Gopher basketball fan and follower. What you don't want are the 2-16s, and 16s, the 4-14s, and 14s, those terrible disaster conference seasons that we've seen. Um, those, you know, th- There's various reasons for why those seasons happen, injuries, suspensions, different things. But when you put the total body of work on the table, seven years, and you see 
a conference record of 46 and 79. It's not good. Uh, when you see seven years in that the Gophers are going to miss out on the four top recruits in the state of Minnesota, the senior class of 2020, and then the two best recruits as juniors going into 2021. They're probably not going to get either one of those guys, it looks like right now, too. Uh, there's just it's it's a it's it's not where I thought it would be five years ago. If you would have asked me five years ago after the or four years ago after the 24 and 10 season, the top four finishing conference, where do you think this thing will be in 2019 20? I would have said, oh, like you would you'd be getting better players, you'd have more depth, you would have built this program up to where uh, you're you're going to the NCAA tournament for sure, back to back years at some point, and I. I don't think it's grounds for oh you just got to get you got to get rid of Patino you got to fire him you got I think people are too quick to pull the trigger on that but I do think it's fair to say you wanted a little bit more especially in a season where you have one of the best big men in the country a guy who's going to get drafted Daniel Aturu now I'm rambling but Daniel Aturu is going to be the first Gopher basketball draft pick since Chris Humphreys and you're going to miss the tournament and that's disappointing. I just I don't think there's any other way to characterize it other than it's disappointing. They sh- I think they should have made the tournament this year. Well, here's what I love about bringing you in studio here, Did Phil. Did I just talk for 40 minutes? No, you literally pretty much covered. <laughs> I only wanted to cover literally about four things in our time together, and you pretty much hit on every one of them in some way, shape, or form. I want to circle back to this program not being where you thought it would be. You said if you would have asked me five years ago where they would be, you're not sure it's where you thought it would be. I think that's pretty much what you said. Yeah. I struggled to see how almost seven years in at this point were any better than what the Tubby Smith era was. I feel we're it's about on the same. I feel like we're on the very same ground. It's to me, it's eerily similar. Both guys won. One NCAA tournament game, of course, Tubby Smith's came in the year he was relieved of his duties. But overall, we said at the beginning, honest assessment. I do want to be honest because I think at times, and I'm victim of this, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here. They've only made the NCAA tournament 14 times, Phil. Yeah. Four of those were vacated. So if you want to be technical about it. Technically, they've only made the NCAA tournament 10 times. Yeah, and there's schools like Weber State that have gone 18 times, <laughs> just just to put the program into context. But exactly. So now you're going to the second part that I want to go. I think we need to understand, okay, it hasn't been so easy to make NCAA tournaments here. But I'm of the belief, if you are a power conference and a great university like the University of Minnesota is, I'll make my football comparison I've brought up so many times. The Gopher football team in a bad season should go 6-6 six and six and qualify for a bowl every year. 7 out of 10 years, 8 out of 10 years, the Gopher basketball team should at least be a 12-seater better in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I don't think I'm asking for too much, and if that's not what the university thinks, well, then what are we doing here? What's, what's even the point in having a Power 5 basketball program if the goal is to not make the NCAA tournament every year. And again, I I don't think you look at the seven years of Richard Pitino, assuming that they don't make the tournament this year, I don't think you look at the seven years and you say, boy, what a disaster that was. I think you look at a couple seasons and you say, what a disaster that was. I think you look at the seven years and you say, all right, 
two NCAA tournament appearances over that stretch. In fairness, he was left with nothing. Tubby Smith literally left him with nothing. And he had to bring in Joey King from Drake. And uh, who was that point guard that was like five foot seven that they brought in from a junior college or a community college? And DeAndre Matthew. There right? we go. Yeah. From. Uh, from like Central Arizona Community College or something, and they won the NIT with those guys. So he, I, I think, I think he deserves credit for the three peak seasons. But like I said, I just, I don't, I don't look at this program and think to myself, boy, if you can just get to the NCAA tournament two times in seven years, that would be really that that would be the goal. That would be exciting. I think this program can be more, but I also want to be cognizant of what you just said, which is in the history of this program, even if you don't take away the banners, they've only been to 14 NCAA tournaments. If you look at the great Clem Haskins, right? We we put Clem Haskins on a pedestal. Well, the program doesn't anymore, but I think Clem Haskins is the gold standard of go for basketball coaches. And even him in 13 years or 14 years as head coach, I believe he was below 500 record in conference. If somebody, some can look this up, I believe he was a game or two below 500 in conference for his decade plus as Gophers coach. So even the best coach in Gopher history wasn't, you know, they weren't running out Kansas level teams or uh, or Indiana level teams, right? So the program. And I, I had conversations with Richard Pitino about this when they, they won the NIT, and then they took a step back for two years as they were trying to get recruits in and build. And people were, I think he was definitely on the hot seat going into that fourth season, and then they popped, and they and they finished fourth in conference, and they became a five seed, and he gets the contract extension. And one of the things that we would talk about is, hey, like no disrespect to fans or anyone, but it's not like... I took over Kansas here, okay? Like, you know, there's, you're not going to just turn the lights on and flip a switch, and all of a sudden, you're not, you're not just going to get uh, Tyus and Trey Jones to come play for you and and go away from Duke. But I think where I go the other way is, all right, I agree, you're not going to be able to get guys to go from Duke to Minnesota. You're not going to. But what about the guys that are going to Marquette? Yes. Or yeah. Colorado State? Or you know, are there are there recruits that you're whiffing on that you should be getting by now seven years in. Now, in fairness, he just landed Jamal Mashburn's kid, and he's a top 100 recruit, not a Minnesota guy. So, I mean, are we are we too fixated on the Minnesota thing? I think, in general, they don't have as much talent as I thought they would have five years ago. I don't think they're going to the NCAA tournament enough over a seven-year stretch. But I also need to know what's behind door number two. I don't think, I don't think just getting rid of Richard Pitino is the play or the answer, unless you know that— Oh, you'd actually be upgrading to this coach over here. John Beeline, for instance, is out there and available, and there's some rumors. Um, I don't know if there's any validity to that, but like, if a guy like John Beeline became available, okay, you'd probably have to consider that. Yeah, I always look at it this way when it comes to making a coaching change. I don't know who's on the perceived list if that was to happen or who they hold in high regard, but I always look at it this way. You have a list with your top three to five names. If you're not 100% sure you're getting one of those three to five names, like you haven't already done your due diligence to the point where you know if you're getting them or not, then it's really tough to make a move if you're going to wind up seven, eight, nine guys down that list. You need to know you're getting one of the guys that you want and one of the guys that you've 
basically that I don't know if covet's the right word, but that you've narrowed in on. Housekeeping item, Quam Haskins, 119 and 120 yeah. in Big Ten play. To your point, Phil, about uh just lack of depth is seven years in what's kind of bugged me this year. And you mentioned, well, the transfers that won the NIT. I don't want to. I don't want to disparage a, a player like Demir, but Demir reminds me of one of those players. At, Dude, th- at this point, he dribbled the ball off his foot like nine times in that game last night. I'm sorry, but it's it's getting tough to watch. He's he's a he's a turnover machine, and I, I feel bad saying that because again, no, he these is. Are, these are college kids. I, I understand. I understand that. But it's, he looks it's, like he's forty. It's, it's okay. It's the he he is kind of balding in the back. By the way, I noticed that last night. <laughs> Uh, we'll move on from him. But do you want to take a random guess? I, I double-checked this this morning. When was the last time the Gophers had double digits in bench points in a game in Big Ten play? I don't have the double, exact like, date, like but the I can— entire, the entire bench double digits? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't have the exact date. I didn't pull that, but I can tell you how many games ago it was. Do you care to guess how many games it's been? I, I It's—is it this—did they do it this season? They did do it this season. Okay. It's been twelve games. Oh my gosh! Most of these, most of these games, Phil. I mean, you go back to just the recent games. The last, I guess, three losses. Penn State they had seven bench points. Sunday against Iowa they had five bench points. They had nine last night. Wisconsin in a win they had two points. Yeah. You know, all right. I am far from a. Uh, I am far from a qualified college basketball X's and O's or recruiting expert. So what I'm about to say, take it with a giant block of salt. If I were trying to build a program and I knew that I wasn't going to get the best player, like I'm, I'm not going to be able to compete with the best programs in the country and I'm not, I'm, you can automatically cross off the, the Trey Jones, right? But I'm going to get, I'm going to get a Turo once in a while and I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully like once every recruiting cycle, get an impact player, hopefully a top 100 player, but depth becomes the thing that, that shipwrecks some of these games. I would just look to have a bunch of three-point shooters who can play a little bit of defense coming off my bench, right? I mean, is that is that too unrealistic to expect that like when we go to the bench here, guys, we're going to bring in three guys who can knock down a three-pointer from the corner, we're going to move the ball around and those guys are going to you know, can we find a couple Blake Hoff Arbors, I guess, to come off the bench is my question. You basically just described, I don't know how much Rutgers basketball you've watched this year, but you basically just kind of described the Rutgers roster. Yeah. Rutgers is slowly they've kind of become the Houston Rockets of the Big Ten. They just stand outside. They they shoot right away. Their philosophy is basically no shot's a bad shot. Just shoot and we'll out-rebound everybody because yeah. they're they're freakishly athletic. Rutgers, Phil, just lost their first home game all year. That's amazing. I did see something last night. There is the potential. They don't come home the rest of the year. Rutgers hasn't done much outside of the rack, they like to call it. Wow. If they lose out, there's a potential a team that lost only one home game all year has a mild chance of not making the NCAA tournament. Amazing. That's that's crazy to think about. I, I want to circle back to a few things very quickly here in closing. I think it, right now it's easy to be a reactionist and say, I think it's time to move on. I also look ahead to next year, and the assumption for me is that Daniel Oturu, I've now talked myself back to the point I think he's going to return if he returns, I think you're going to have a pretty good to maybe really good basketball team next year. And that, I think Richard Patino's probably earned the right to coach that team. Yeah. But 
to the names Tim Miles and John Beeline do much for you? I think Beeline does. I know he's a little bit older, but if you're telling me he's gonna he's 67, if you think he's gonna coach till he's 75, See, that's that is pretty old. But if if you think you're gonna get five to seven good years out of him, then I think it's probably worth it if you know you can get him. I think I might- like Tim Miles. I'm not convinced that that's the guy you need to move on Richard Pitino for. On John Beeline, real quick, my my biggest worry with anyone who's not to be an ageist, but 65, 70 years old in college sports is how well are you connecting with 17, 18, 20-year-old kids? Well, his results at Michigan might answer that question because his last few years at Michigan, hell, just look at look at his last three years at Michigan. NCAA tournament appearances in all three seasons, Sweet 16, runner-up in the championship game, Sweet 16. In the regular season, they were 10-8, and 13-5, and 15-5 and and in Big Ten play. So obviously he has been able to connect enough. And not that probably easier to recruit at Michigan than Minnesota, but he deserves credit for being able to connect with 17, 18-year-old kids. So maybe that answers part of the question. And again, I don't know if there's any actual interest. Back to your point for a second about if Daniel Aturo comes back, you could say that there is a little bit of bad luck in that Amir Coffey probably now he has gotten some run with the Clippers off yeah, the bench and, in garbage time and more than I thought he was going to get. So, you know, he he made I mean, the fact that he's playing in the NBA, maybe he made the right decision, but he also didn't get drafted. So, is it a little unlucky that Amir Coffey probably left a little earlier than maybe he should have? And you know, again, he's playing in the NBA, so was it a bad decision? No. But would it have been nice if you're Richard Pitino to have senior Amir Coffey and on the rise, Daniel Aturu playing on the same team, maybe two of the top three or four players in the entire conference. Yeah, there's a little bit of bad luck in there, but that's college basketball, man. Guys leave early, and if you if you do wind up recruiting top 100 high school players, a lot of times those guys aren't going to be around as juniors and seniors if they are as good as advertised and you develop, and you just have to keep finding ways to restock and, and reload. Some of that bad luck, you even saw a little bit of that last year. They thought Marcus Carr was going to be able to contribute to last year's team that made the NCAA tournament, and he wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. Very quick note, Phil, here in closing, just hockey-wise, the Gopher hockey team, they've definitely rebounded and resurged since the uh, holiday break. They are now basically... Right in the thick of things for the Big Ten uh, Conference, maybe even a chance uh, outside shot at the NCAA tournament. They're at Penn State this weekend. That's a huge series. And that's that's about all that I got for you. We're both very busy guys, but I wanted to make sure we talked some gopher basketball, especially after, man, just two gut punches at the barn in the last week. The Iowa, the Iowa loss was, was really tough. I mean, not scoring a point for literally a, a, a quarter of the half. Yeah, I drank that's, about that's seven tough. White Claws after that. <laughs> Blown lead what was, to place. What was the flavor? A little grapefruit action. A little Ross. grapefruit. Okay. I'm a grapefruit yeah. white claw guy. Yeah. Not gonna lie to you here. And I learned yesterday anything orangish in the uh, Lacroix section too. Yeah, anything anything citrusy. This is anything citrusy with a little little alcohol in it, and I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> That'll do it, Phil. Thank you very much for joining us on this edition of the Gopher Show. That'll do it for this one. A quick reminder, please, if you can give us a, a review, we would certainly love that, especially if it's a positive, favorable review. And thank you so much for finding this edition of the Score North Gopher Show, whether it be via Apple, Spotify, or that free Score North app. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, please tell a friend. And yeah, we'll we'll beg for that review again. Please do so. Thank you very much.